Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms really not helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. So in the last two episodes, we've been answering a question from a follower of our Math is Figureoutable Teacher Facebook group, and we've been diving into fraction division. So today we're going to hopefully finish and continue to answer (laughs) Beth's question. So I'm going to be honest, it might be our last episode that we do on fraction division for a minute because we have some other things we're going to do. I don't know that we're going to finish fraction division today, but I think we'll give you some really good things to think about and continue your journey. Um, at least about thinking quotatively about fraction division. So what about fractions divided by fractions, especially fractions where their denominators are not factors of each other? I say that because in last week's episode, we did a bunch of fraction problems, fraction division problems, things like thirds divided by sixths and thirds divided by twelfths. Mm -hmm. And so thirds and six and uh, three and six and three and twelve four and 12, those are all related. Um, right. they're, they're factors of each other. And and so there's maybe some different thinking that happens. And so today we kind of wanted to dive in. What if the fractions are not quite as nice? And yeah. uh, let's, let's do it. Are you ready, Kim? Yep. All right. So your first problem today, I'm getting my pen out. Do you have your pencil out? I do, of course. <laughs> Good eraser? So, uh, yeah, I have no eraser because I have pen. I have a gel pen today. We'll see if it smears on my Actually, I have a really nice gel pen. I don't think this one's first. Anyway, moving on. What is what is three divided by two? And I know we said fraction division, but bear with me. What's three divided by two? Uh, one and a half. Okay. And I was going to write 1.5 until you said one and a half. And then I wrote one in the fraction one half, but it could be either, right? 1.5, one and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know? Because I can think about it like I can fit two into three one time. Like there's room for two, but then I can only fit two into three, one half again. 
So there's, there's already one and a half twos and three. Yeah. One and a half twos and three. So you're really thinking quotatively, which I kind of yes. asked you to, yep. how many twos are in three? And you're like, yep. well, I can fit a whole two in three. Yep. Then I've only got one left over. And how many twos are in that one left over? Just yep. a half. Cool. Okay. So you can think about three divided by two is one and a half. Um, listeners, if you've never thought about uh, something like that, three divided by two quotatively, if you've never thought how many twos can I fit into three, you might want to pause the podcast and think about that maybe a little bit more before we go on. Maybe, um, you know, maybe think about how many, like if I said five divided by two, you might want to think how many twos are in five, kind of see if you can kind of make some generalizations about that. Okay. So uh, next problem. What about three sixths divided by one sixth? Three sixths divided by one sixth. What do you got? Um, three. Because, because there's one sixth three times in three sixths. Cool. And so I might could draw, uh, in fact, I should have maybe talked about three divided by two. I might've had um, three candy bars. And in this case, I'm going to say, if I wanted to share that with two people, no, that's not mm. how I want to say that. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I want to say if I'm going to give, no, how would I say that? I hadn't thought about a model for this one, Kim, ahead of time. And that's not, that wasn't smart on my part. Mm. Well, I was just thinking about um, like if a, a, a one size candy bar is three pieces long and another size candy bar is two pieces long. How many of the two piece candy bars would fit in the three piece candy bar? The three, you know, like three bars long. Like if it's a, if it's an extra large candy bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The pieces would have to be the same size, right? So yeah, how, many three, yeah. how many two-piece candy bars can fit in a three-piece candy bar? Yeah, like a Hershey's That's bar. perfect. Candy. Perfect. Nicely okay. done. Cool. All right. So we've got three divided by two is one and a half. Three-sixths divided by one-sixth is three. What's okay. three-sixths divided by two-sixths? Oh, um, you just asked me three-sixths divided by one-sixth, mm-hmm. and that was three. But mm-hmm. now the... Pieces are twice as big, so there's going to be half as many of them. So it's going to be one and a half. Because half as many, half half of three is one and a half. Yeah. So you kind of used the relationship with the problem before. So if if I say three six divided by one six is three, then uh-huh. three six divided by something twice as big yeah. has to be half as the answer is half as much. Yeah. So three yeah. six divided by two six is one and a half. Uh-huh. Can I say that in a slightly different way? Sure. If three six divided by one six, how many one six are in three six is three. Then when I ask three six divided by two six, how many two six, how many something twice as big are in yeah. the same total that would have to be half as many? One and yeah, a half. so so I actually was just thinking uh while you were talking about how I thought about the first problem, like how many twos are in three. Mm-hmm. And so for this problem, you could think about how many two six fit inside three six. So there's going to be one two six inside that three six, but I can only fit half of the two six the second time. Like in the left in the fit. leftover in the leftover one in six. In the leftover. Uh-huh. So that's interesting. What I'm hearing you say is I've given you three problems. When you to do the third problem, first you thought about the second problem to help you. Yeah. But then you also said, but I could also think about the first problem to help me. Yep. 
So yep. listeners, this might be, if you've never actually pulled out a pen and pencil while you're listening to the podcast, this one might be <laughs> one that you want problem. to. Yeah. So what I, so if we can just focus on how you use the first problem, it's almost okay. like I hear you saying the first problem you thought about three divided by two, you thought about how many twos are in three. And the third problem, three, six divided by two, six, you thought about how many two, six are in three, mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you were thinking about how many two somethings could fit into three somethings. Mm-hmm. And in the yep. first problem, you were like two holes. How many two holes could fit into three holes? Yep. And in the third problem, you thought how many two one six could fit into yep. three one six? And both yep. times the answer was one and a half. Yep. One and a half of those two whatevers could fit into those three whatevers. Interesting. Okay. Next problem. Three fifths divided by one fifth. Three. Three, three one-fifths. Fit into three one-fifths. Fit into three-fifths. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what three-fifths divided by one. Did I say that wrong? No, you said it right. Okay. It's just depending on yeah. how you... Yeah, okay, so three-fifths divided by one-fifth is three. Yep. Cool. Next problem. Three-fifths divided by two-fifths. So two-fifths can fit inside of three-fifths one time and then half again. So it's going to be one and a half. Again. Oh, and that looks that looks like the first problem, Sam. Say more. Th- uh, three. You said three of something divided by two of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It, it has been one and a half. <laughs> so three, three, <laughs> three one fifths divided by two one fifths is still going to be one and a half. Still one and a half. So yeah. I, I wonder. Like I, I'm, I'm adding a problem. Um, late in the game here. So if I said something like three sevenths divided by two sevenths. Yeah. You think it still might be one and a half, one and a half. What if yep. it was, yep. what if it was three, um, hmm, 29ths divided by two 29ths. Yep. Still, one, still and a half. one and a half. Yep. Because I can two, two whatevers can fit one and a half times into three whatevers. Yeah. Whatever they are. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yep. All right. Next next problem of the string. 10 divided by 9. Well, you're asking me to think quotatively. So 9 can fit into 10 one time. And then. But there's some stuff left over. There's some stuff left over. And 9 can fit into the stuff left over only one ninth. So one and one ninth. Ten, you're saying 10 divided by 9 is one and one ninth? Yeah. Say that. Why again? Because nine how many, can fit. How many nine nines are fit. in 10? You're thinking about how many nines are 10. Sorry to interrupt. Yep. That's okay. So nine can mm. fit into 10 one full time. And then there's what left over? There's uh, a 10th left over. I think there's one left over. Yeah. Oh. A 10th of, t- a 10th tenth, of 10 is one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so it can fit into 10 one time and uh-huh. then there's one left over and then uh-huh. nine can only fit into that one left over one night. One yeah. Ninth. It can't, it can't, yeah. it, it can't fit the whole time. It's just one ninth. Can only get one oh. ninth. Yeah. Yeah. There's only, yeah. That's it. That's, that's crazy kind of like that reasoning, is, yeah. right? That's interesting. Yeah. So I have on my paper written 10 division sign nine yeah, equals one and one ninth. Yes. I also want to remind us that we've some sometimes we can write ten divided by nine as ten fraction bar nine. Yeah. Ten, ten ninths. 
Yep. And is 10 ninths equivalent to one and one ninth? Like you just reasoned quotatively? Yes. Sure enough. Sure enough. So a couple different connections that we can make. Now I kind of forced you to think quotatively and you were like, all right, I can think about how many nines fit into 10 and well done doing that. But we could also sort of that connection between division and fractions. We can think Mm -hmm. about 10 divided by nine as 10 ninths. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Nice, nice thinking. All right. Ready? Next problem. 10 twelfths. So the fraction 10 twelfths divided by nine twelfths, 10 twelfths divided by nine twelfths. Nine twelfths fits inside 10 twelfths one time. With some stuff left over. With some stuff left over. And there's a twelfth left over. And nine twelfths can fit into one twelfth a ninth. Like it really doesn't fit, right? It's only. It doesn't only, fit. It's going to fit. Into yeah. One yeah, that one. Um, but over. you know what would have been like a little bit easier for me. Okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> if I if I had thought about the problem before, uh huh, and what we kind of just talked about, yeah, um, and ten twelfths. The 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 thing is the twelfths. So ten something, ten twelfths divided by nine something, nine twelfths is going to be the same. It's it's an equivalent, equivalent answer to to ten divided by nine. So it's still one no, one and one ninth. So you're saying 10 twelfths divided by nine twelfths is mm-hmm. still is is equivalent to 10 divided by nine because mm-hmm. it's almost like 10 things divided by nine yep. things yep is 10 divided by nine which is one and one ninth or 10 ninths yep fascinating okay okay so similar to what we were doing before if we can kind of think about 10 ninths 10 divided by nine we can think about 10 anythings divided by nine anythings is still going to be right. right equivalent to 10 ninths Cool. All right. Next problem. How about five sixths divided by three fourths? Now this isn't related to anything we've done. So just bring the problem. <laughs> five sixths divided by three. Well, I'm glad I've been writing the problems down uh, because. <laughs> so listeners, you might want to actually take the advice we have, right. which you're yeah. writing stuff down. Uh-huh. So five, uh, I'm, I'm comparing the problem you just gave me and the problem prior to that. So five sixths fixed. Holy cow. Five sixths. <laughs> is equivalent to 10 twelfths uh, from the previous problem. And okay. three fourths is equivalent to the nine twelfths in the previous problem. Okay. So the answer is going to be the same one and one ninths or 10 or 10 ninths. So Kim, what did you think though? Like when you saw five, six divided by three fourths, is there a first thought that you thought, okay, how many three fourths are in? Or did you just go, it's a problem string. I'm going to see if they're equivalent. I totally did. I'm not going to lie. I totally did. I was like, well, there's got to be something here because that problem is funky. Well, so so when you said that problem's funky, then I actually want to pause that brief second because I think you really quickly were like, that problem is funky. It's a problem string. I'm going to look for a pattern. I'm going to look for yep. something. Yep. And I think we could potentially kind of skip over the fact that you actually considered five, six divided by three fourths first. Like mathematicians consider that. You don't just look to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at it and I thought about it and I was like, ugh. And then you said to yourself, what else do I know? Wow, great mathematical thinking. And you're like, hey, sweet, it's equivalent to the problem before. Bam, so the answer is going to be equivalent. Yeah. Let's maybe um, parse out a little bit. What five, six divided by three fourths, Mm -hmm. you you could think about how many three fourths are in five, six. Uh, and then that's like, wow, like force and six. And those aren't, those are not delightfully related right. in like a, a super, you know, like 
if I just cut them in half, I get the other one or whatever. So then you, then you kind of set yourself since they're not, I wonder what else I know. And, and yeah, the problem before was just sitting there, but in a way, the problem before, when you said, what else do I know? You kind of found a problem that had the same sort of pieces. Mm-hmm. Like often when we add and subtract fractions, we say to ourselves, oh, I can't really add six and four. So let me find equivalent um, fractions that have the same kind of pieces, maybe twelfths. And then, hey, I could add them together. It's almost like this time you said to yourself, I wonder if I could find the same number of pieces so that I could divide. Mm. I don't know that we typically have done that, um, yeah. teachers. I wonder, you know, like when you said five, six divided three fourths. Mm, hey, but but they both can turn into twelfths. And if I can turn them both into twelfths, Ah, that I could just think about the twelfths. Yeah. So I think there's two things that happen too that I'm aware of that I want for our students. Like yeah. in this moment uh-huh. is one, what I was going to say to you is I think this is the funkiest problem that, that we've been, that we've done in the last couple of um, episodes. Episodes. Yeah. And I want for kids to, to think about the fact that there are kind of different I don't want to say levels of problems, but like some are a little funkier than others. And Mm. so like, I want them to be a little bit more discerning about, I have this variety of strategies and this problem is one that I might have to think about a little bit differently, but also I know you just gave me the 10 twelfths divided by nine twelfths, Mm -hmm. but I looked at it and was like, oh, those are equivalent. So I had to know that those were equivalent Mm. to be able to make use of it. Absolutely. Hey, one other thing that we should probably mention is um, in this problem string, if I was doing it with students and not Kim, a thing that I, well, I guess I could have done it with you too, but I might have said, hey, let's actually talk about five, six and three, fourths. How do they relate? If I'm asking how many three, fourths fit into five, six, am I going to have a lot of three, fourths in five, six? Am I going to have, is the answer a fraction? I mean, uh, three, fourths doesn't fit. Is three, fourths less than than five, six? Like, how do those relate? And Kim, what would you, how would you answer that? How do those relate? You know, the first like thing just I'm thinking re- about. Relative right, size. I was just going to say just relative size, but go ahead. What, what was the first thing you were thinking? Well, about? so I know that I know a lot about three fourths. And so I was actually thinking about what's three fourths of six to see if five, six is more than three fourths or less than three fourths. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go there in a minute. Can we slow that down a little bit? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I want to slow it. I'll slow you down just a handful. So if we were just to compare five, six, and three fourths, which one's bigger? Five, six. Five, six. But and, but, but I had to know that because I had to think about what I know about three fourths. Um, sure, sure. And in that way, we would want to do some work with students. Five, six is just one unit fraction away from six, six. It's just one sixth away from six, six. And three fourths is just one unit fraction, one fourth away from four fourths. And so I can think about what's bigger, one fourth or one sixth. And that can help me think about what's closer to one. Since one Mm -hmm. sixth is smaller than one fourth, five sixths is closer to one than three fourths. And so now mm-hmm. I have this comparison, three-fourths is smaller than five-sixths. So when I ask how many three-fourths are in five-sixths, I should get an answer of, well, at least one, one and some extra, right? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Then I could go to what you were talking about. That Well, I think, think I about- compared as well. I just compared in a different way than you did. I think it's the same, like kind we of- were both seeking to compare. Oh, interesting. What is three-fourths were- of six? Uh, 
I think so, your way was I think your way's more more multiplicative. I'll just say that. Mine was less oh, multiplicative. Mine was okay. more based on the definition of fractions. And I think yours okay. was a bit more multiplicative. So so you said three fourths of six. Why would you ask three fourths of six? Um, because I want I, I know I have five one sixth. Uh-huh. And I want to know if that's more than three fourths or less than three fourths. Okay. So I thought about what is three fourths of six? And I know that it's four and a half. So if four and a half six is three fourths, then five sixths is going to be more than three fourths. I love it. That's brilliant thinking. Well done. All right, cool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so the upshot of this problem is we could look at a cranky problem like five six yep. divided by three fourths. So we can yep. say to ourselves, I wonder if we could find the same kind of pieces and then deal with that problem. So you said, yeah, yeah I need yeah. 10 twelfths divided by nine twelfths. Bam, I could think about that like 10 divided by nine. Woo. Yeah. Cool. Last problem. Set. <laughs> okay. Nine divided by four. What's nine divided by four? I just took a deep breath too. It's a lot of talking. <laughs> okay. So I know. What thinking. Yeah. So I'm going to say that that is, um, I can fit two fours in nine. Two fours and nine. So then I'm going to say two and a fourth. Two and one fourth. Because yep. two, two fours is eight. So you've got one left over. Yep. And then you're thinking about how many fours are in one. Yep. And you're like, that's a fourth. One fourth. Yep. yep. Okay, cool. So nine divided by four is two and a fourth. Could I also remind you that we could think about that as nine fourths? Yep. So yep. nine divided by four is nine fourths. Two and a fourth, those are all equivalent. We want all that going on. Yep. Cool. Next question. What's nine twelfths divided by four twelfths? Mm. Uh, that's nine. It's similar to nine divided by four, so it's still going to be two and a fourth. Because? Because I have nine somethings divided by four somethings. So that's the same as nine divided by four. I could fit four twelfths into nine twelfths twice and a fourth again. Another fourth left over. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. So similarly, if I know something about nine divided by four, then I can reason about nine anythings divided by four anythings would yeah. also be have that equivalent nine fourths uh, yeah. solution. Nice. Last problem. Yeah. Three fourths divided by one third. How many one thirds are in three fourths? Mm, that's nice. Um, <laughs> it's, no, it really is because I'm thinking about how I could, um, I can scale both those up and I could use 12s. I could use a couple of different things, but I'm going to go with 12s. And mm -hmm. if I scale the three fourths, um, that would be equivalent to nine twelfths. And if I scale the one third to 12, that would be four twelfths. And then I land back in the same place where it's nine twelfths divided by four twelfths or nine divided by four, which is two and a fourth. And so you're saying the answer to three fourths divided by one third is two and yeah. a fourth because yep. it's equivalent to the two problems that we did before. Yeah. Or yeah. nine fourths, either one. I'm going to go All looking right. for problems like these. <laughs> nice. So y'all, uh, fraction division is figureoutable wow. and we want to spend time helping students reason about fractions, reason about 
um, partitive and quotative. And we've only been kind of focusing on quotative division. We will do more episodes later where we focus on partitive division for fractions. But I wanted to kind of um, think about this problem string that we did today. And I want to take a slightly different, what we just kind of ended with. If I have fractions that are kind of gnarly, like five, six divided by three fourths, we said to ours, or three fourths divided by one third, we said to ourselves, mm, I wonder if I could find equivalent, if I create an equivalent problem where I could think about the same denominator, same, same kind of pieces, then I could kind of reason about it. Like that last one, three fourths divided by one third, bam, I can mm-hmm. think about that as equivalent to nine twelfths divided by four twelfths. Oh, well, that's equivalent to nine divided by four. Anything, nine, anything's divided by four, anything's, and so we sort of think about that. If I could just maybe leave you with what we just did was think about finding common denominators in order to mm-hmm. divide. But what we didn't do was, was tell kids that, hey, when you divide, find common denominators. It's not a rule that we're telling kids. It's relationships we're developing as we actually reason through the math. And you might be like, Pam, why do we want to stress kids out? Can't we just tell them what to do and let them do it? It's so much easier. Hmm. Well, what's your goal? If your goal is to get answers in the easiest way possible, why are you not just using chat GPT or Google or a calculator? Or like if your goal is to get the, the answers the easiest way possible, then, then go for it. But if your goal is to develop reasoners and mathematicians and help kids think more and more sophisticatedly, then division of fractions is figure outable. Y'all, thanks for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figure Outable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Thanks for joining us and let's keep spreading the word that math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.